0: Hi there, and welcome to Grief is My Superpower. I'm Mark Lemon, award-winning children's author, bereavement ambassador, and your host for this podcast. Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible people that get open and honest about their own experience with grief. When I was 12 years old, my dad was murdered, and my life changed forever. I try to explore with my guests if it's possible to live a happy and fulfilled life after the death of a loved one. You can find me as the dad author on Instagram and at the Lemon Drop Books website. For this episode, I've travelled to London to speak with newly stay-at-home dad, Ben Telford. Ben is husband to Clemmy and dad to his three children, Bertie, Woody and Greta. Ben speaks to me about the death of his dad and how it's changed his outlook on life. You can find Ben on Instagram as Ben Telford. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. By doing this, it will help us to reach more people in need of support at a tough time. This podcast is in support of children's bereavement charity, Winston's Wish. Okay, so here I am in London. As my introduction mentioned, I am here with Ben Telford in his lovely home. Just to paint the picture, he's just made me sausage and mash for lunch. It's very kind of him. Um, so, hello, Ben.
1: Hello, Mark. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm very well, very well, thanks. Excited about this, uh, having a chat about <laughs> grief, I suppose. Yeah, if you can be. as exciting as it can be. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, as I've mentioned before, the
0: rationale around this podcast is to give children, young people, and adults hope through grief, and letting uh, the bereaved know that through this awful time, you can go on to live a positive and fulfilled life. I don't know if you can tell us about. Well, firstly, actually, why don't you introduction as to who you are and what you do? But like blind
1: date. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm I'm Ben. Obviously, as we, we've heard before, I am a newly stay at home dad. Uh, To my children, uh, Bertie, Woody and Greta. Bertie and Woody are are basically at school and I just hang out with Greta most of the days. Quite often referred to as Clemmie Telford's wife. (laughs) Our husband, I mean, husband. (laughs) Clemmie Telford's husband. That's what I'm being famous for now. And yeah, that's that's pretty much me at the moment. Obviously, for the
0: um, subject matter that we're here for, I don't know if you can, or happy to share with the listeners about your own experience with grief and why we're here.
1: Yeah, so my father passed away uh, it was eight years ago on the 17th of May, actually. Um, he had melanoma, which is skin cancer. Um, and he sort of contracted it, I think about four years before he passed away got given the all clear and then it came back with a vengeance about two years later battled on for about a year and a half he was given six months to live and then battled on for about a year and a half and then uh yeah and then eventually passed away it went spread to his lungs and then he yeah unfortunately passed away on the 17th of may 17th of may which we were just talking about may for me
0: also with my dad dying on the 12th of may it's sort of that time of year
1: yeah and it for us it's a it's a really weird one so my sister turned 21 on the 16th of may the year that he died so it was her we were all in hospital with him Mm. kind of been sort of been told that it's near the end so it was her birthday her 21st birthday that we spent at hospital by his side um and then we all went home that night and got the call early in the morning that he'd he'd passed it about I think it's about half two in the morning uh, so it's always a bit of a bit of a weird time for us because it's always my sister's birthday and then the day that that my my father passed away so for her it's quite hard um, I think because her birthday is kind of related to his death yeah which I was going to say yeah
0: that must be I'm not awful for all of you but obviously, yeah I think so for her for, and for that date to be
1: marked yeah I guess, and so she's, she's eight years younger than us so I think you know, I think particularly for her, it's quite a hard kind of time mm. to get through.
0: People have said to me recently in terms of cancer and how it affects you with your grief that when you find out that they have the cancer, that period of before they die, you're grieving as well as
1: after. Did you you found that with your dad or Yeah, definitely. I mean I remember um I remember vividly I remember vividly the day that he told me that it come back and that it was terminal. And that's that's like a, a whole world of grief. That's like the biggest hit of, of grief that you, that I experienced in this whole process, probably more than when he actually died. Cause we knew it was coming, we, we knew it was happening, but that was such a shock that it was like, bang, like that. And just complete kind of breakdown, meltdown. Um, and, it, and that's when it all floods over you. And then, yeah, throughout the year and a half from then, it's a constant kind of sadness. Because, like, you know, you're you're thinking, you know, he's not going to... People who won't see his birthday again. He won't see my birthday. I'm going to have children. He's not going to see them. And then, obviously, the day that he died, he was really poorly and really, really ill towards the end. So for him it was probably a relief that he died which you kind of it's so hard to you know say that you're happy that your father's died but he was in so much pain and so much agony and so unhappy that you you were kind of happy for him in a way and then you're so sad that he's gone because that's you you always you try and hold on to that hope that some miracle cure is going to save him and then that when you get that phone call it it it's gone. The hope is gone. Were you with him when he died? Or? No, he, uh, this, do you know what? I talk about, I talked about this with Clem last week. We, nobody was. And we kept trying to stay and he was just go. I want you to go. Please leave me. Please go. Cause it was Gail's birthday. It's my sister. And he wanted us to go and, and, and not be in the hospital for her birthday. So we stayed till, I don't know, nine, nine o'clock or something. then went back and had like a meal and we actually got pretty pissed at home like all of us um we kind of knew it was going to happen a lot of crying um but i i can't work out if i if we regret not staying with him or if it was a good thing that we we left because he wanted us to well that i was going to say that
0: because i've heard you know when people are ready to die that it's when the loved ones have left the room, yeah. or you know they've gone home to get something to come back, and it's at that point, and it's they, they whether they it's let, they're yeah. ready and they're they're like okay, yeah, you know, they I'm let not sure. go, yeah, yeah, maybe, I, yeah.
1: He but he was just he kept pushing us away and kept kept saying go, and and we did, and I yeah, it, it's it's the one question I think about from when he was ill to when he died. Is that the one time we should have stayed and, and been with him? I, I, I you know, and it, it's an unanswered question because we don't, you know, we can't, we can't change it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, but that's when the grief, you know, obviously flooded in, and because uh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of final. Yeah, when they're not here anymore, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and you know they're not going to be here, um, forever. I mean, we, we, my brother and I got married within, he was August, I was the beginning of October. So we, we planned our wedding so that we, cause we knew he would be around for then. Or we, we you know, we hoped and he was cause he died in the May. So he saw us get married. <laughs> so we were so pleased about that. You know, he, he did like little speeches and stuff like that. And, um, well a lot, we invited a lot of his old friends to come. Um, so but yeah, so he saw that but we you know you obviously know he's not going to meet our children ever, which is really sad.
0: Yeah, I was going to yeah. you know, we obviously we talked a little bit off uh, off mic, if you yeah. can say that. Um <laughs> but in terms of you know, and I know personally from my perspective, you know, I might I would have loved for my dad to have met my children. Mm. Obviously he didn't, but how how do you think that has um made you the father you are today? Yeah,
1: this is this this is interesting. So my 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 father is is an amazing man he he but he worked very very hard he was a workaholic so my i had a, an amazing childhood i i was so privileged i had i didn't want for anything but he was often away or often at the office <clears throat> so and then he died at sixty like a year after he retired. And by it, by losing him at such a young age, it, it 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 transformed me because I always thought I'd be like him. I'd you know I'd do what he's done. But as soon as I had Bertie, so six and a half years ago, I was like, I want to be around. I want to be omnipresent for him, for to see my children grow up. Just to you know, because you never know what's going to happen. I don't want to miss anything. I want to constantly be. I'm not going to take a job that's going to um, mean I travel. Um. I wanna make sure I can be local to where the kids are, where I work so that I can escape and come to parents evening. So I can watch them play sport. I can, you know, anything that they wanna do. And it, and and ultimately now becoming a stay at home dad is so that I can be with them because you never know what's around the corner, which is a, 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 maybe a bad way of thinking about life, but I just wanna be with them as much as I can. Yeah, I totally yeah, yeah. get that. I totally yeah.
0: get that. Do you know what, for the listeners, we, uh, which is actually a perfect moment, is we have Greta who is sat, sat on the sofa with a remote. <laughs> yeah. And she's just about had... Watch, uh,
1: <laughs> she was going to watch Jeremy Carr, but unfortunately, uh, yeah. uh, that's cancelled now. No, it must be cancelled, yeah. <laughs> um, so and she's had
0: her milk. And yeah. do you know what, for this podcast, uh, you know, she's going to be in the background because we're talking about fatherhood and what Ben's up to now in terms of being a full-time dad. And it's just, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Um, So if anyone wonders why there's a child in the background, (laughs) that's why. Um, So, okay, so kind of moving on to that, obviously with the whole rationale of the podcast and giving hope to others, uh, have you found any useful techniques that you've maybe used or once you were coping with the grief, you know, we mentioned about maybe you went to counselling, you spoke to somebody about your grief, but was that immediate or did you find it was too
1: soon... No, I actually, I don't think we cope with it very well as a family. We kind of just, we were so stoic. We were just, we just cracked on. And I, we, you know, we talked about it, but not, not hugely. It was kind of just like, right, you know, he's gone. You know, we talk about him, but it, we we didn't, I don't think we shared our our grief together enough as a family unit. Probably a bit of old school British kind of, you know, chin up, kind of crack on with what you're doing. and Stiff up a lip. Yes, yeah, st- exactly. Uh, and actually, I I don't think that's a, a healthy way of being. So I, you know, f- five years, you know, must have been five years later, I ended up in therapy with Clem, marriage counselling. Uh, and actually, it turns out I hadn't dealt with... um. With Dad's death uh, at all well, so yeah, we after my business went insolvent and we were having a really tough time at home between Clem and I. We went into marriage counselling, but it turned out <laughs> that I hadn't actually dealt with um uh, with Dad's death at all well, and by just completely brushing it under the carpet, had had quite a big negative effect on me, and then we spent. Oh, it, it came up really quickly and we spent over a year in therapy essentially on my side dealing with <clears throat> my relationship with my father and the subsequent mourning that we didn't I didn't partake in and and then all the emotion starts coming out and then and then you know and then and then it becomes so much easier to talk to so you think that was like a build up towards that kind of yeah it, it, moment it was a fact, of talking about yeah, it, yeah yeah definitely and you know, I, I mean, it, if you can afford counselling, or if you can find somebody to talk to, I'd definitely do it. And particularly with your family or your close, close friends, or people that knew him, um, just got to talk about it and talk how you're feeling. Really, just just because you you know you might think you're all right, but but you're probably not. And it, and it like not being okay is 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 perfectly fine. You, somebody's just died. You know, I was gonna say.
0: It seems generally that obviously children get a lot of support, you know, when they've lost someone or someone's yeah. died. I still think and we've talked about stiff up a lip, you know, that yeah. adults in some respects these days are kind of expected to just, you know, maybe grieve for a short while and then carry on, you Definitely. know. Um and obviously that's ch- starting to change, but I think that's that can still be the case, can't it, for a lot of adults who are grieving. You yeah,
1: know. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and it and it happens, and you still, I still speak to, you know, my dad's friends, and and they don't really want to talk about it, you know, and they don't know, and I and 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 uh, you know, but but for us, it, I, I think it's very important that we speak to our, you know, speak to the the children about 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 death and about grieving and about being sad. Like, so it's it's okay to be sad. It's absolutely fine. I get, I now get, <laughs> eight years on. I'd probably get more sad now than I did two weeks after my dad died. Because I've kind of dealt with it. And I know something will trigger. Obviously, big family events. Even just meeting up with my, like my brother and my sister. And, 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 you know, you grieve for it. You grieve. It's, yeah. it's fine. It, 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 cause you, and you learn how to, like, then kind of be happy. Because you're by grieving for him, you're remembering him. You're talking about him. And you're, you know... You're remembering good times about him uh because you don't want to forget who they are you don't want to you know and and uh, to, to for me a, a big part of grief is is the remembering because you want them to be be remembered forever
0: and we're essentially in the same boat I aren't mean, we, in terms of our children and not meeting our our dads so yeah i'm completely with you when it comes to remembering him and making sure that he's still relevant in conversation Absolutely, and you yeah. know like with otis for at the moment we're talking to loads about football so it's, oh, i remember when grandpa you know used to take me to watch oh, yeah, or do yeah, this yeah. or that yeah, you know exactly. so do you uh, do you find yourself sort of you know bringing up things with your children about your dad yeah, or?
1: definitely try as much as we can yeah as much as we can yeah and I'll, you know they're in a very inquisitive age, Bertie's six and a half, Woody's four and a half, so they're hugely inquisitive about anything. So we try and talk about him as much as we can, you know, it, it, it's not a taboo subject at all. And even talking about wh- why he died and why why people die, which are tricky conversations to have with the... a... <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's the
0: thing, isn't it? It's... It is a tricky conversation yeah. and, and, you know, and it's one that a lot of parents and, and adults find really difficult with children and also in schools. You know, I think, uh, you know, a yeah, lot of teachers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah and we touched PS on that, PSHE, didn't we? The yeah. PSHE, you know, um, subject. So, um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with it. It's, yeah. it's great that you, you do talk yeah, to Yeah, I mean, them.
1: You, we, you know, we might get it completely wrong with what we say, but we're having the conversations. We are, we are you know, trying to teach them about it without trying to scare them because yeah, you know yeah. it, it is a scary subject yeah, you yeah, know yeah. We, are, yeah. we you know we are all going to die not you know hopefully not soon but you just try and explain and and uh yeah just 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 give them your words of wisdom as best as you can yeah. that's all you can do really isn't it you know I think
0: that's all you can do um do you think in schools what what do you think we could maybe do to open it up a bit more i mean it's i think we've kind of we on talked yeah. about it a little bit, but...
1: I think it's just got to... There's a few things in schools that need to change, but, yeah, they need to... I, d- I don't know. They need to make it a relevant topic. They need to kind of... It's just got to be part of the, the syllabus, I suppose. Because everybody's going to grieve at some point. So they need to maybe try and... I mean, you you probably probably got more thoughts on this than I do, but it's just got to be a part of, of what what they discuss. And from, you know, a suitable age. I don't know what age that would be. I think it's,
0: you know maybe in sort of year five and six ages where they start to yeah. maybe talk about it and the effects. And, and also, yeah. you know, there's there's lots of talks about mental health and, um, and the effects of of grief on, on children. And th- this week, actually, on uh, the BBC, was a really good uh, mental health um, documentary with Prince William, actually. He said a really interesting thing about, you know, when you lose someone so young, you sort of have that ability that, you know, anything it's not like it's a superpower but it cut it can kind of you can go on to you know try not to let other things affect you you know and and i think that goes for being older and going through grief as well in a sense like you spoke about the sort of the importance of your kids and you know taking this time out not time out but like just spending the quality time time, with your children yeah Yeah, definitely yeah
1: you know it it, yeah it shouldn't define you grief but it should and it should, and it will add a lot to you, yeah, exactly. you know, it takes away, it, it, you know, irreplaceable, but it will hopefully give you so much, so much back as well mm. in terms of life and dealing, you know, dealing with difficult subjects and, and, and how you, you spend the rest of your life. It, you know, I remember one of my dad's best friend died about a month and a half ago <clears throat> and I, it, it hit me so hard he was such a good friend to us after dad died and i just i remember just coming back and just saying to clem i just i hope i can be as good a man as he was yeah. um did you go in his life to his funeral or yeah yeah, yeah. we all went yeah because he was such a close friend yeah and he was such a nice man such a great man i just i remember and i just said i hope we can bring our children up to be a man like he is and uh yeah and so that's a positive, you know, I was so, so sad. I mean, I'm getting sad now. Um, but you take that and you try and just project that and project that positivity that comes from from grief onto how you act and how um, how you, you bring up your kids, which is, you know, the most important job we'll ever do. It, it, there's nothing that, that is more important than that. I totally
0: totally agree. And like in terms of what you just said about, you know, obviously, both of us losing our dads, but having individuals, or you know, maybe male figures—I don't know—it doesn't have yeah. to be just a male figure. But you do. When so, and I, I've kind of been in a similar situation as you in terms of what you know, you sort of you see people who are just kind and there for you, and yes. you know, yeah. and you just you see them as sort of role models, and yeah, it just gives you a, a totally a positive outlook in yeah. terms of the way that you parent your children and.
1: Definitely, yeah. And you, you, you yeah. I mean, everybody you meet will probably have an effect on you at at some point. But those close friends that are just amazing people, you know. But you, you kind of only reflect on it after they've gone. It's such a weird. You know, they're good people, but until they're gone, and you see everybody at the funeral, and you see how loved they were, and are, uh, then you start to reflect. Yeah, and that's kind of, I guess, what grief is. It's reflection. Do you think over
0: the last eight years, um, obviously it's changed your outlook on life mm. in terms of the way you look at things and appreciate things. Um, do you think that's made a big difference on you in terms of how you view the future and family yeah, life? And
1: I, Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, my future's changed drastically since January because I became a stay-at-home dad. So definitely. And we, we've, you know, we've kind of tried to... We, we've we been talking about this a lot recently, Clem and I, about not just striving and striving and striving to have more and more and more. Cause it, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, yeah. as long as you're happy at home, because if you're happy, your kids will be happy. You know, everybody happy, you, you, you know, life will be so much better than, than you know, being that, that workaholic that, yeah. that strives forward. <laughs> so, I- if we kind of go back to
0: the point where you went on your three-month paternity and you know do you think that was triggered through something else or was it just a fact of i think this is important you know we need to flip flip the reversal in a sense of yeah you know what was there a main driving factor uh, for, th- that, for doing yeah it
1: that was because i hadn't hadn't spent enough i don't think enough quality time with with the children when they were um after they boy. i worked for myself The day after bertie's born i went to work my first child which was fairly awful um and yeah i mean that was a huge driver just to spend some time with them yeah you know because i hadn't had any periods of of just me and them and a number of factors like getting you know clem wanted to go back to work and um you know it just made the transition much easier for us yeah you know and it was amazing three months of like hanging out with the children was incredible
0: it's, it's also quite an interesting contrast of how maybe our dads oh. you know their day to day I remember my dad going off with his briefcase and just working in his suit every day yeah come, you know long days and then you I think you're pretty much the same exactly in terms of same, working yeah. hard so it's yeah, kind yeah. of that and how now we've moved along in terms of you know fatherhood and how we you know perceive mm. You know, or, or want our future as fathers to be. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: and I, I'm, I'm not saying they 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 were wrong. Like, no, it was just it was a different time, and they, they exactly. You know, they were doing what they thought was best, which is what we are doing now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. we're trying to just do what we think's best. Yeah. But that, but but I didn't want to be that that person. No. You know, I didn't want to be away all the time. I wanted to, um, just yeah, be here for them. I thought we would maybe
0: just have, um, I don't know, sort of three things maybe if you could share that make you smile about your dad, you know. So when you think back, you know, about memories that, that you loved or, that, you know, if you're feeling like having a, a rubbish day or whatever, is there anything that, okay, there, you there's, know. Okay,
1: whenever, whenever the day comes around, the, 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 the anniversary of my dad's death, we, were, we always laugh about three things. One, we always go on about how the dishwasher needs to be stacked because he was a stickler for how the dishwasher needs to be stacked. (laughs) And we always laugh. Two, we always talk about, he used to check our car tax, I think every other day on our cars. So we always laugh about how he used to check our car tax. (laughs) And three, the story I had is that I went to watch uh, the Rugby World Cup with him in France and he wore this ridiculous chicken hat, got so drunk. He was quite a sort of together kind of guy Yeah, and got so drunk for the whole weekend that he wore this like insane chicken hat something that he'd never do for the whole weekend just <laughs> parading around Paris he went out of uh, his comfort zone on that one yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and so he was those are the three things that I always laugh about whenever his anniversary comes around. stupid little things but the things that you want to kind of laugh about and remember
0: one final thing you know if you could sit down with your dad and say one thing to him you know if you <sighs> wow. I mean I, I have this conversation all the time with myself but and it's quite a hard one I guess but you know, if, he, if you could say one thing to him, maybe.
1: I think if it was between me and him, <clears throat> just probably that I, I'd give him a hug because he wasn't a hugger. <laughs> so I'd give him a hug. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I don't know, tell him that like, I, 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 yeah, the hard needs to think about, it. i tell him like, I love him yeah. and that just thank you for, for everything he did for us. Um, and you know he's never far from our thoughts he, he's 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 always there um yeah I, yeah I don't know that's hard yeah it's hard isn't it <laughs> i'd probably ask him a few questions i'd, <laughs> I'd probably tell him a few truths that the stuff that i did that okay that um it would all come out yeah <laughs> yeah that uh you know one time i crashed my car and i pretended that somebody had hit me when it was definitely <laughs> me and he never knew and my mum still doesn't know so just like to have a pint with him go for a steak and and you know yeah just have a, just have a good chat, chat yeah. yeah just have a
0: chat okay well look this has been amazing and I really appreciate you speaking oh, to oh man it's me. been great it's been and, great you know opening up and, and sharing with not just me obviously our, our listeners but um, we've also got Siri <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, for the listeners. Siri doesn't understand grief, apparently. No, Siri doesn't (laughs) understand grief, but perfect timing. Um, So, yeah, thanks a lot, Ben, and I really Uh, appreciate it. Mate, it's been a pleasure.
1: Absolute pleasure.